gentlemen, this week we got to record a very special episode of the Gentleman's Golf Law Podcast live at the Big Shave Southwest in Phoenix, Arizona. We also got a chance to talk to many of the artisans and attendees and uh, recorded an entire bonus episode available for free on our Patreon page. So be sure to check out that link in the show notes. Now, enjoy the show. You are listening to the Gentleman's Golf Law Podcast. Listener beware. Rise and shine, the liquor store is open. I ain't got time for moping. I best be on my way. Well, I still got time to save my reputation. Time to go day drinking in this dirty little town. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Gentleman's Golf Law Podcast, the podcast for the rebel and the renaissance man. And the renaissance man. I am your host, Jordan Crowder. Co-hosting with me in person is the Don, Donovan Fowler. And this is a very special podcast episode we're doing today. I don't know if you could hear it, if you you could tell in the room. We're um, at live at the Big Shave Southwest, and our our, our guest co-host here, we've got the one... And only Douglas Smythe. Esquire. Esquire. I feel like we need um, what do you like a like a podcast name for you. Like you what would be your pod, well, podcast? Well Donovan name? was already taken. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Captain Shaveman. Captain Shaveman, that'd be we'll, good. We'll work on it. We'll work on it. We'll, I stole that, actually. <laughs> uh, we'll work on it. Usually yeah. this is the type of... The, Working title. Yeah. The part of the show where we talk about what we are drinking and smoking, but yes. we can't do that because we're in a convention center. I mean, technically, I mean, we it's could, water because it's really hot. Yeah, yeah, this water is... This is some boss water right here. <laughs> yeah, because it's Phoenix and it's hot in here. Um, <laughs> let's uh, let's go into a little bit of uh, uh, what's going on this week. How you? I mean, let, how you doing, Donovan? I'm doing great i love it here this is like the best place to be this weekend it is it's the place to be yeah um took us a little while to get here it did oh my god (laughs) i don't even know why i'm a guest on this show because these guys have one hell of a story to tell we (laughs) we it's not it's not that great it was our own little make it great donovan it was our private uh planes trains and uh, automobiles (laughs) moment where uh, we just ran into a bunch of car trouble in the middle of the desert, which seems to be my uh, calling card these days. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so do we, you prep for something like that, though, being your calling card and whatnot, like water in the you the You would think. I, uh, I, I, I so. prepped by going to the Ford dealership and asking them to fix my car, which yeah. I thought they had done, and then turns out that didn't happen. So, uh, anyways, uh, we got to know Palm Springs a little bit better. We were, you not know, not bad, not no, a bad place to it's break a ni- down. It's a nice place. It is a nice place, and car rentals there are also very cheap. Yeah. So uh, that's the moral of the story. Yeah. And uh, we're here now. <laughs> we're so here now. We got a little bit of desert sun, and now we're ready to, you know, we we stumbled out of the desert, and we're ready to have these yeah. beards shaven off of us. And yeah. Reintroduced into civilization. Exactly. Welcome back, boys. Welcome back. It's good to have you here. <laughs> um, by the way, Donovan, let's go into a little thing that we do every week when we go over the 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 uh, the things that we found in the news here. Yes. Um, Donovan, I'll let you go through that first first one there. All right. So it looks like um, our first of the uh, the news bits is uh, that 
We found this on we, we found this yesterday, right? Yes, we did. It, plenty that, of time uh, yesterday. Plenty of time yesterday in the car while driving. Well, here. people have heard about you know aging cheese and the different things that people do to age cheese, which I don't even know what you would do to age a cheese. But uh, supposedly the latest trend in aging cheese has been uh, playing hip hop around the cheese. It seems legit. Yeah. So apparently it says exposing cheese to round the clock music could give it more flavor and hip hop might be better than Mozart. Swiss researchers said on Tuesday, on Thursday, <laughs> on Thursday. So, uh, <laughs> That's so, so specific. This is, this, flavor is, flavor. this is breaking news, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I guess, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, Swiss, the Swiss cheese uh, lobby the seems Swiss. to be trying to. Yeah, it's just it's the Swiss <laughs> trying to up their uh, up their sales of their uh, their cheese. Evidently, I, I got nothing clever for that. I feel like though you're a, you're a, you're an artisan, uh, Douglas. What can, what can, what go, what do you think would go on in the aging process that would make a lot of sun exposure? A lot of sun exposure. Yeah, yeah. not not using proper SPFs. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I maybe they slather like. I, I don't even want to go down this road with you guys because <laughs> I'm not getting that car. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, the other the other thing I came across today is um, uh, there's a news story here in Moscow. An unclothed man dis- <laughs> displays more than art in Moscow gallery stroll. Yeah. So this man was walking through. There's video security Des- camera footage of decided him. Decided to open up <laughs> his own little uh, exposition or. Uh, you know, his own little exhibit. Yes, and it says uh, on Russian social media, man showed a relative, uh, media showed a relatively young man with a shaven head wearing a red G-string walking casually through the museum and stopping in front of large, a large painting. No artwork or visitors have been threatened by this performance, the gallery added. So just to be sure so that nobody... Per- perhaps, he was in, perhaps he was a piece of art unto himself. Exactly, exactly. Who defines what true art is, truly? Exactly. I think An exhibition, exhibitionist, not so much difference there. <laughs> it's true. Uh, well, I, I was reading this article a while ago about, uh, like, the art world, like, the art, uh, uh, what do you call it, gallery world and stuff. And, like, there's basically only, like, a handful of people that, like, decide what's considered good art. art. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, exactly. That's just where I'm at, you know. Yeah. <laughs> who's, in the, who's not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame that you're bitter about right now? <laughs> you said well, that. Well, you way. know, there, yes, for a long time yeah. was not in there until a couple of years back. Really, but the bass player died. Chris Squire, who was pretty much he was yes, he was oh, the wow. first you know lead bass player in your face before Primus. There was yes, there was Chris Squire, and he died before you got to see this. So I, oh, I no, him. you know, you always get like you know Zeppelin, of course, and these. But there's some great prog bands out there that will never make it. I'm totally dorking out. Right now. <laughs> That's all right. You That's guys fine. lost like a lot of respect for me. My beard shrinked. Can you guys? Can here. you guys hear us out there? Yeah. Okay. No. All good. All right. Um, just quick, Mike. Jethro check. Tell. Did Jethro Tell make it into the Rock and Roll Hall? I don't know. That's probably something I should have researched. My, my, rock, <laughs> my, my I, I failed rock and roll history. So all I know is that Bob Seger was my dad's favorite. I think Alice Cooper, who's actually shout out to Phoenix from yeah. who lives in Phoenix. Yeah. Um, I think he just got inducted like a couple of years ago. Surprisingly enough. He's been well, making music since the early 60s. Yeah. Yeah, he has, actually. He was good friends with a lot of the rockers at the time, like Jim Morrison, and uh, inspired a lot of this. Actually, he pretty much killed the hippie movement, if you ask me. Yeah. I mean, like, they were passing out flowers, and he was hanging himself on stage. So, I mean, <laughs> got that. But uh, interesting factoid, though, the band was called Alice Cooper. Yeah, yeah. But it, when the band started, you know, 
leaving here and there. He took it on his, his own name. But um, yeah. Yeah, he legally changed his name to Alice. Which is kind of... Good for him. <laughs> I mean, that's his legal right. Yeah, I mean, you might as well at that point. Once you've, once you've fully bought in. Yeah, embrace the Alice, your inner Alice. All right. As you know, uh, last night we came in really late because of yes. our car trouble, right? Yes. Now, what are you, you're doing like the Henry Rollins thing I, right now. He's holding the one, the I one headphone. A, I have a very short foot. cord, and I just realized that I can't hear anything Doug is saying. <laughs> no, no. So I've got. Just I'm, I'm, just, I'm, turn I'm, up also, your... I'm also trying out for a, a, a UN interpreter. Uh, <laughs> uh, kind of we are the world look more than yeah, like the Henry. Like, we are the, you know, sharing it. <laughs> yeah. We are the big shame. We are the same, same song. <laughs> Uh, we were supposed to be here. Uh, a shout out to uh, Marty, who's uh, he right Man here spreading now. in front of us. Man spreading. Yeah. Um, yeah. He uh, <laughs> it's his he organized a pipe and cigar night for everybody uh, before the the big shave today, and we were supposed to be there. And we're gonna yeah. kind of do a little tutorial about uh, pipes and cigars. But we didn't make it yeah. on time to see everybody. Such a, such a bummer. We did get to just stop in for a sec after a long. Uh, road trip to yep. check it out, yep. and uh, I used their best uh, their restroom, which brings us to um, <laughs> this week's segment of Sir Crowder's restroom review of the week. Oh dear! Can't believe we're doing this in front of people, Donovan. I mean, Wait, what are you guys doing? You got different has, seats than me. It's bound to happen eventually. <laughs> yeah, you can't I'm see. Doing nothing you over can't here. see us from the waist. Ripped off. All right. Uh, so I did a little review of uh, the the Puro Cigar Bar here in Chandler um, of their restroom, which they have a really fancy restroom. I actually had the privilege of seeing a preview of it because Douglas uh, sent me a t- picture of it and said, "You got to got to review this." Yeah, I was very very impressed. Restrooms impressed me. In fact, we were in Tombstone. We did a day trip in Tombstone the other day, and everyone else is like one where you know where Wyatt Earp stood, where Virgil Earp sh- got shot, and I'm yep. wondering where were people going in the bathroom back then? Yep. You know, everything else is historical, but yep. the restrooms, you know, they weren't in there then. Yep. So I'm fascinated by these things. Um, and that being said, the first time I checked out Puros, I was just taken away by the, the such impressive restrooms. They're individual restrooms with full-on doors, like much like they have in Europe. It's yep. more of a European. It's like a Coke room, uh, so to speak. If you want to, if you're <laughs> like you an know. opium den. No, Coca-Cola, man. What's wrong with you? Uh, I'm too embarrassed to drink in public. But uh, yeah, no, individuals, individual bathrooms, full-on doors, so no one can see your feet. Uh, no one knows you're naked and licking the toilet in there. Uh, and mouthwash. They also <laughs> offer mouthwash. But it was I had an interesting experience last night where. I, you know, I shut the door, get out of the bathroom, and I'm, mouth, you know, washing my mouth at the sink now with, I don't know what it was, scope maybe, and a woman comes out of hers, and she's next to me in her sink, and we're both washing our mouths out in a bar somewhere. It was just bizarre, but... You, you should have started shaving. I should have started gargling, I think, <laughs> yeah. and from there, move on into the shave, but yeah, I was... Wasn't carrying. <laughs> I, I do agree. It's if, if a bathroom has mouthwash in it, it, it just moves it to a whole another level of respect. Like, is like, that a thing? If they put if they put mouthwash in ga- gas station bathrooms, I'd be more impressed. <laughs> There'd never be any mouthwash. Free mouthwash. Somebody will replace it with spit. That's what happens. <laughs> yeah. Or sporks. They just leave Taco Bell sporks <laughs> there. All right. Well, let's go. I don't know why I said that. I'll give uh, my little uh, impression of this, and uh, here we go. All right. <clears throat> with large marble countertops and hardwood doors, single stalls and mouthwash dispensers, this fine washroom will make one feel as if they were living in the lap of luxury. This upscale lavatory has everything one would need for a quick number one or two during your alcohol or nicotine infused evening. 
I don't know about you, but there's something about the combined uh, combination of those two that uh, just gets things moving. Um, oftentimes in restrooms, I find myself worrying. In public restrooms, I find myself worrying about uh, the scent, uh, you know, from either myself or others overtaking the space Experience. and making it unpleasant for the patrons. Fair enough. However, the rich aroma of premium tobacco smoke envelops the restroom, masking and mixing with the aromas Affluvium. in this restroom, Affluvium. creating its own fragrance and its own fragrance profile. Um, You're trying to pitch me? Similar to, uh, <laughs> dare I say, barbecue? <laughs> so maybe you should put that in your thing. Um, you can also take your cigar into these stalls, but I wouldn't recommend it, uh, especially for hands-on bathroom activities. Uh, you may find hot ash uh, falls quickly in hot some what? way, somehow... Always fall finds its way into the danger zone. <laughs> so I'm speaking from experience. Five stars for this exquisite cigar bar washroom. I, th- yeah. I think I think you need to cut that into a spoken word album. <laughs> it, it, it sounded, We're going almost, back to Rollins, aren't we? It, it almost sounded He's like listening a, right like now. a poetry yes. performance. You know? Yeah, it was it was hard to do with uh, hearing all the room noise. I, yeah. Like it's, I'm not used to, to having people it, it, when we record this thing. So this is interesting. We should have room um, noise more often. We yeah. should. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I can do that, guys. I can do. You want yeah, crowd noise? I can do that. <laughs> just, just send us tracks every week of just like your household like room tone, <laughs> just all layered on top of each other. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I think the cigar bar restroom that should be a new, uh, new shaving soap and after or an album title yeah. by Henry Rollins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Henry Rollins, Genius. where you can't hear any of the lyrics, it's just screaming the entire time. Well, I mean, one of my favorite books in the world is Pissing in the Gene Pool by Henry Rollins. <laughs> yeah. So he's one for titles. I, I don't know if we can compete. Yeah, it'd be pretty hard to do. And he also appears in every freaking documentary. He's always there, isn't he? He's just pops up. Omnipresent. If you're watching a documentary. About anything. About anything. Like He toilets. just pops up, that silver-haired fox with all the tattoos. I know. All right. Well, for a while, he had he still had all the black hair, but yeah. there was one patch, like a circular patch that was gray. It was weird. So I'm finally, you know, I'm glad that those protein-based filaments have caught up. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> that was my Rollins voice. Uh, yeah. Hank voice. <laughs> Hank voice. Um, all right. Uh, we're going to go to a little segment uh, we like to call... Listener Mail Alright, here's the part of the show where we get to interact with you, the listener um, uh, through many different ways What ways can a listener interact with the show there, Donovan? Uh, well, they can uh, today. They can reach out and touch you. Yeah, exactly. They could. They could, they could come up <laughs> or and smack uh, you. I don't depend on where we're going. Yeah. <laughs> they can. They can be very personal. Uh, they can call. Uh, they can call in and leave a voicemail. They can uh, leave us a review on iTunes. Um, and I think uh, I don't know our email addresses out there. I don't email think so. Is, you could find it. Yeah, probably. Who uses email? Anymore? Yeah, do some do, homeless, do some hunting and maybe email. if you can find our email <laughs> numbers, you can call us. All right, uh, I'll let you read this first. Uh, iTunes review, which also, by the way, helps right. with our search rankings and helps people find the show. So that's what one way that also helps us out. So the title of this one is "And Ready to Mingle." Oh, it's Mingal. Yeah. Mingal. It's misspelled. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Yeah, Mingel, G E L. I knew Mingel or, or Mingel, yeah, depending be. on where you come from, sure. who you hang with. So uh, this uh, this reviewer uh, DJ seventy nine gives us five stars. I'm new to listening to podcast, but I found this. 
if all podcasts are this good, then I think my life will only get better. I thought he said wife. I thought he said wife. Okay. Sure, isn't so, someone you paid to say this? <laughs> no, I, I did not. Do you I did know not me, have my, I did not have my uh, my one year old niece send uh, write this in. Uh, no, I, I you know I, I I appreciate his attitude, uh, but his grammar could uh, could could use some work. I'm just yeah. saying. And I'll uh, I'll have Douglas read this next one here on Instagram. Uh, I'm too hungover for this. Let's see. Um, the was it the the legacy flag? It's by Legacy Flag, oh and commented, "Don't don't know how you convinced Billy Zane to take a, <laughs> to take a road trip with you, but he seems like a trooper." <laughs> and is that your response to him? No, that's uh, what he said. To us. <laughs> Based was on that my, Billy Zane? Is that <laughs> I I do get that uh, on occasion. Yeah, you're the evil guy from the Titanic. Yeah, exactly. I'm the I'm the evil guy from the Titanic. And Slate. He tries to he tries to ruin who basically in essence kills Leonardo DiCaprio, right? Well, just, come yeah. on. I mean, like that was a bad thing. Yeah, I mean, well, let's <laughs> let's be honest. There was there was more room on that door yeah. for for more than just one person. <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. Right. <laughs> All right. I'll read this. Uh, we got this other uh, email uh, through Instagram. He says, "Hey guys, I got my winnings from the other day. You got to open it up yesterday. Wow, what an amazing razor! I don't shave very often or shave much off, uh, but when I do shave, now it's a treat. Thank you guys so much." And he's talking about your uh, uh, your uh, Phoenix shaving starter shave kit. Oh, cool. Nice. Okay, yeah. I was going to ask, what razor is he talking about? Him? Yeah, the was it the pri- is it the prismatic? No, it's the symmetry. 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 <laughs> I get the names confused. Just talk all monotone like this for the rest of the show. I'm very, uh, very terrible with uh, with, with uh, model names of things. Like if it's a if it's like uh, like a car model, I'll never remember what it right. is. And so, what about like, a supermodel. <laughs> Yeah, right. They get weird too. Those. Those. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Cindy Crawford. Cindy Crawford. Cindy Crawfish. I just dated myself. <laughs> hey, it's a cheap date. No, I get it. Okay, fair enough. Uh, maybe we, I just dated myself. <laughs> yeah. I'm going. It's been to, awesome. <laughs> yeah. Let's go play one of these uh, little listener voicemails here. You can call the number man eight one scoff and leave us a voicemail. Hello, this is Mr. Fagley calling again. Um. I just wanted to say thanks for sharing my voicemail on your previous episode. That was really great to listen to. I told all my friends, and unfortunately, none of them are subscribers to the uh, podcast universe. But hopefully, I can swing a few around to your side, and I'll be sure to do it from future podcast in the future going forward as we progress through this thing we call life. Was that a man? That, a, <laughs> that was uh, unsettling. What, what, what did he say there at the end? He said he. Did Michael Jackson just return? Did he just return? <laughs> or Mike Tyson? <laughs> yeah. Did someone name Michael just call him? <laughs> well, thank you for that voicemail. Appreciate it. Wow. Uh, we appreciate all your voicemail that you gave us on the show. Uh, let's go to that second track. Hello, this is Mr. Fagley That is not the second track. That is the same track. So nice, we decided to play We're going to scrap listener voicemail. We may have to get a restraining order against that guy. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. That guy now. (laughs) Is he? All right, uh, we're going to take a quick break, and uh, we're going to be back and talk a little more about uh, the Big Shave West and the history of it, and uh, talk with Douglas here, learn a little bit more about shaving. 
Hello, gentlemen, scofflaws. Thanks so much for being a loyal listener of the show. And your feedback and support is really what keeps us going. It means a lot to us. So sincerely, thank you again. Now, if you're a fan of the show and you want to take your support to the next level, why not support the show on Patreon? We offer all sorts of extras on there like outtakes, extended interviews, a bonus movie podcast, and behind-the-scenes content. Better yet, we have options that start as little as a dollar a month. You pay more for that at a parking meter to go in and grab a cup of coffee at Starbucks. See what I did there? If you're interested in helping support the show, please check out patreon.com slash gentscofflaw or click the support link on the website. Again, that's patreon.com slash gentscofflaw. We look forward to having you as part of our team. I have a sad story to tell you. It may hurt your feelings a bit. Last night when I walked into my bathroom, I stepped in a big pile of shaving cream. Be nice and clean. Shave every day and you'll always look keen. All right, um, we are back. Uh, talking to Douglas Smythe here, uh, the founder of the big one of the the founder one of the founders yeah yeah the The founders of the feast um uh of of the big shave west originally right see yeah let's talk a little bit about about uh first of all i want to get our listeners to know a little bit about your background first of all how you got into wet shaving and then making your soaps, and then we'll talk about the Big Shave West. Oh, my God. I don't know if we have time for this. <laughs> I've actually been on a couple of their podcasts, folks, so you might want to just scroll down the list to episode one. And we'll, no, episode, Skip to 25. Yeah, 25. 32. Um, I, I kind of was a, a, wel- a wonderful accident and welcomed accident when I got into it, but I was really just creating <clears throat> soaps. Um, for myself that didn't exist yet. I was trying to find a good bay rum. And at the time, eight years ago, there was no good bay rum soaps out there. I know it's hard to believe looking around this room now, but there were no good bay rums back in the day. Um, after doing that, I sent it to a couple friends, one of them being Mantic59. And he was like, so when's it selling? When are you putting it on sale? And I was like, what is it on sale? I, write, I, do a, I have a blog. I don't make soap. And he's like, no, you got to sell this. And so one thing led to another. And I really, I just... Started making up as I went. There really were no, not many other artists and soap makers at the time doing anything. There were no role models out there for us. And those that were out there, we were all relatively new to the craft and the hobby. There were no recipes on the line. We were all online. We were, you know, pretty much building it as we as we learned and got better at what we did. And so that's how it really began. And actually, the, the motivation for that, because the name of the soap was HowToGrowMustache.com. Yeah. A lousy name for a soap. But, uh, but it did... My goal was to draw people back to the blog, and I thought that would do it. It turns out we just ended up creating a whole new generation of wet shavers, and it, it, was, it was very different than anything else that was out there at the time. And, uh, yeah, it just blew up so fast, so much so that it created the backlash as well, but that's another story for another time. However, um, yeah, that's how we started, really. But It, start, it came out of the blog. It came out of the, the podcast that we were doing, Mustache and Blade. That's really awesome. Yeah, I remember when I first started wet shaving, I feel like the only thing I had access to were like a couple of things on Amazon or I'd go to like CVS and they had, what's that soap? 
That's like in the white and blue box. It's like Williams? smells Williams. like soap. Soap. Williams. Yeah, Williams. Yeah, that'll, so it smells like citronella. It'll, yeah, yeah. I use that know. when I go camping uh. to keep the mosquitoes away. I seriously, does do. it work? Really? It does. You shave with that, and like during the day when you're sweating and whatnot, that you yeah. smell it. It permeates through your skin. But wow, that's citronella. I don't know why you would ever scent up soap with citronella unless you were trying to keep mosquitoes away. Yeah. But some people actually truly enjoy that stuff because I think it's connected to uh, their father or their grandfather. Mm. You know, there's something nostalgic yeah. happening there. Yeah. Otherwise, it just reminds me of off. Or something like that. You yeah. just have a candle. I mean, it still worked better than like you know something in a can or whatever. That's so. I, I mean, it introduced me to the idea of using a brush and uh, yeah, and a soap and, and that kind of thing, which is uh, you know. Well, a lot of you know, like Whole Foods and other like health food stores have always sold soap pucks as well, but they're lousy. They're yeah. absolutely lousy. But that crowd that shops in these places, they're not wet shavers. They just want an alternative to goo in a, to aerosol, yeah. goo in a can. Something more yeah, environmental. But, but they don't realize there friendly. still is even a better artist in the world out there doing what they they don't know they need is what it all comes down to. Because, yeah. I mean, some of those brands, Urban Urban, urban Cowboy, uh, depending where you're from, uh, lousy, they sell it. And I think it has to do with the distributor. They don't want, want to take on more than one distributor. So it's whatever the distributor's carrying. Uh, or whoever's paying to be on the shelf at the time. But Urban Cowboy was one of them. There was also Bird's Bay Rum did one. And now I believe Badger puts one out there too. But again, these things are, I hate to say it, but garbage. And they're in most health food stores too. But So people are picking them up. And that's typically a lot of people's first you know, encounter with wet shame when I've seen. Because they, they sell the brushes as well. Yeah. Whereas I don't think a lot of grocery stores that I've noticed are selling brushes yet. No. So they can sell no. the pucks, but like... How is someone supposed to understand what how to you know what's going on in that situation? Yeah, yeah. I I think the thing I started with was the Vanderhagen boar brush. Oh yeah, see that that was what they had. And that's that, the the no. door a lot of people enter is Vanderhagen yeah. or uh, the Micro Touch. And it's still much better than you know the alternative. Oh yeah, I, like but that's like that was kind of the gateway drug. That or out of shaving, like that's yeah. a little more high end. Yeah. But they're in every mall in America. Yeah, and that's why they're high end. That's why they're charging the price they they have to because the overhead there is ridiculous. Yeah, but it also scares people off. Off too, you know. So, but right. again, I think more people are entering through that door than, than leaving from that door. If that makes any sense at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's that's what I got. What was the question again? No, no, it's <laughs> fine. I mean, I'm fine with you know going down whatever wherever it takes us. Okay. Um, no, about the big shave. How did this? How did this start? Because it seems to be getting bigger and bigger every year. I've been. A th- this is my third one. This is what number five. This is number five. Wow. I know. Which one did you come in on? I came Second. in, I think, on two, and then was there for three, and then wasn't oh, yeah, there last dude, year. I, I remember you yeah. coming up to me. I was like, I'm the artist shaving guy. And I was like, oh, you're Brett? And you're like, no. <laughs> I'm the guy that makes his videos. Yeah, yeah, I was like, oh, okay. So I got to go do something else now. And now, um, um, how did this start? This started with me and Ryan Stephen Green originally. And Ryan is actually walking around here doing a short documentary film type thing. Oh, awesome. Yeah, that's, that's what Ryan Stephen Green does. And... Um, Years ago, again, back to the blog, How to Grow a Mustache. Actually, I don't know which story I'm telling now. I think that telling how me and Ryan met. But Ryan and I got together. We decided to do a podcast. Uh, we didn't know each other at all at the time, but he agreed to do it. And I was shocked that he agreed to do it, so we had to do it. And um, during one of the episodes, you know, every, every episode, we, you know, like you guys, we shoot the breeze and whatnot. And it came up like, we should have you know, shave Olympics or, but that seemed a little impossible at the time and kind of crazy. And then we thought, how about a shave, shave festival or a shave gathering or a shave, a huge shave meeting expo. 
And uh, we joke around about that. And there was one a few years, a few years before that, uh, called the Great Shave that happened. But then, then it stopped. And I got to the hobby a little bit later, and I see these videos happening online. It's like, man, I wish that was going on. I would love to attend something like this. And so, the fact that it didn't exist anymore, and we wanted to attend something like that, we had to do something like that. Yeah. That's what it was born out of—just the desire to attend something like that. Um, but it was really Ryan and me talking. And then Ryan approached. I was getting friendly with Damon over in Pasadena of uh, Old Town Shaving. His old his store there is no longer open, but Damon's it a great. isn't. No, it closed. When? Oh, bummer. About a year and a half ago. Jeez, I've been yeah. out of the loop. Well, that's the thing. It's like we do great online as a business, yeah. but retail stores, you've got to have the foot traffic there and the interest. And that's why we do stuff like this too. So I'm yeah. actually glad that I brought that up just to create a greater awareness, a greater facial awareness, if you will, yeah. of um, <laughs> of tr- traditional wet shaving and the return to it. And, the, and people are returning to it with the high rise you know, cost of cartridge razors, so on and so forth. I sound like an ad right now, but uh, <laughs> that might actually be me quoting my ad. But um, and there are a lot of people getting hip to it as we progress, but not enough to support something like Old Town Shaving. And Old Town Shaving, they carried more of the traditional line of shaving stuff, not Williams, but more of the European stuff. Yeah. And I think they didn't cater as much to the artisan brands. I don't know, they didn't market that well either, but Damon's a sweetheart, great guy, and he was like, I'll host the event that you want to create, but I need to name it. And he named it The Big Shave, and from that point forward, we just started doing it year after year. And then finally, the business was sold, so on and so forth, so we had to find another place. And it had been a few years where people complaining that we, you know, you always do it in the same spot, da, 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 you know, because I have time to do that. And I was like, well, we'll try to do it somewhere else. And we did. We brought it to the East Coast last year, up to Fort Lauderdale. And that was a huge success, a lot of fun. And this year, and, you know, it was actually, not only was it a huge success and a lot of fun, I, it, I think it gave me high blood pressure. So I was like, you know what, I'm not doing it ever again because it's just... It was in another state. It was you know, many states away, as they yeah, always yeah. are. And it was just, I wasn't on the ground there. And it was just, it's, it can put a lot of strain on you yeah. emotionally, physically. Definitely. Sexually, even. And uh, <laughs> so I wasn't going to do it again. And Fran was like, no, we're going to do it again. But let's just do it in our town this year, or in our state this year, at least. And, yeah. you know, and duh. And with that, this has been the least stressful year ever. And I've been able to add on other, you know, other events to up into the event. So we've had like excursions during the course of the week because most people fly in, you know, a couple of days earlier. Yeah. So we've been doing tombstone day, day trips this year. Yeah, that's like pretty cool. Night. Oh, it's been. Yeah, I wish you could have made it. Yeah. We would should have picked you up actually for that one. <laughs> but um, you know. Uh, cigar bar nights that you also missed. Um, <laughs> yeah, just, there's so much going on this year. We've, we've created just such a schedule around it of the, I, what I think are some really entertaining things to do in this area and really yeah. you know, kind of showboats Arizona. Yeah, it's an awesome area. I've never been to Phoenix before. This Chandler area is super cool. We're just driving through on the way in yeah. here. It's like I'm looking forward to hanging out afterwards and then, you know checking it out. Well, that's the thing, too. We wanted to create something that was more of a, like a vacation because I know a lot of guys take time off to do this. So it's like yeah. we really want to make it worth their while and their family's while as well. I mean, they some bring their kids and they bring their, their wives and whatever, their families. And so we wanted to offer more than just shaving. You know, and It had to be in a place where you didn't need to rent a car. You could just Uber if you ever needed to. But for the most part, this is so so self-contained this area yeah which is the crown plaza resort here in uh chandler arizona <laughs> here now free admission <laughs> Tour, you're you're working for the tourism board of, yeah. uh, of arizona kids ride for free <laughs> <laughs> kids ride for free um you know we had a question we were talking about this on the drive down here and you being douglas Smythe uh and who knows all sorts of history about shaving 
What, what was the question we had in the car about? Uh, I think we were we were trying to figure out like what people did early on, like before actual like safety razors or even straight edge razors were really around. Like what what did yeah. people do to shave with? Like like back in the day, like what would you have done to to shave? You see pictures of people or paintings of people yeah. that are clean shaven, or even you know? cave paintings. From what I hear, like there are cave paintings of men without beards. I can't read those things. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's always telling what this, what's, I'm supposed to be seeing in a cave painting. It's like that's not what's going on at all. Yeah. So I would love to see the one with a guy shaving. Well, yeah. <laughs> I I did see a, an explanation for that, which I was like, um, really? Like they they said they said that it was uh, clamshells. Yeah, that's what they and did. Like that, that like but like they said that they were. You'd use them as tweezers. Yeah. I was like, what on earth? Are you seriously, like, tweezing your beard off? They did that. Oh, my gosh. They would I'll tweeze and uh, <laughs> also use, like, a, a almost like a graphite. You can rub that or a rock. Use, wow. like, sandpaper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but tweezing, for the most part, they were pulling it out. Damn. But, I mean, they were using blades. Before, you know, the advent of um, straight razors and whatnot, they were using sharp or obsidian, even. Yeah, like, or flint. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this goes back to the ancient Egyptians. This was a religious thing they were doing, too. Right. I mean, it was also, you know, for sanitary reasons as well. But, uh, yeah, shaving has been, it's its followed us throughout history since the, you know, the beginning of time. Yeah. So, in fact, I mean, um, let's see. Alex, Alexander the Great, he encouraged, or getting this wrong? No, yeah, he encouraged his men to shave. Yeah. yeah. And keep their, care, their hair really short, too. You guys probably already know this. Well, that, that was always the I'm thing. I'm an idiot. I don't know <laughs> any of this you know, stuff. That, that was always the thing with the Romans. I always heard that, like, the uh, the standard was keep your hair short so they can't grab a beard so they, can't, so they can't grab it in yeah, battle. Yeah, you always wanted the Because they advantage. would grab the barbarians by Pull their yeah. long hair. Yep. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's really interesting that way. And also, I get, you know... One could posit improves discipline, too. I know in World War II, it was like, or I, I think it's been a constant kind of thing in American military to, you know, keep clean shaven. No, no, it hasn't, actually. Really? It's because of, like, the First World War, actually, uh, typhoid fever and, and lice. Uh, so, like, yeah, okay. you wanted to keep keep, keep your really short, short so you wouldn't get any of that. Uh, but no, the Civil War, masks. if you look at... Well, that as well. Okay. But, I mean, well, your head shaving. That's why oh, they're shaving yeah, your yeah. heads. But for gas masks, yeah, they didn't want you to have a mustache because during the First World War, the guys had, you know, fancy mustaches. And right. Hitler himself experiences the mustard gas yeah. treatment. And uh, isn't there a theory? Wish he had that, a bigger mustache. Isn't there a theory that the, the, the toothbrush, toothbrush mustache came from the, the gas mask thing? Like that they, they would cut it down so that. Well, yeah. Uh, well, the, the, I guess that's yeah. what it comes out of because he did have a big bushy mustache when yeah. he experienced this. Right. But um, yeah, and that was. And there's also like, is it Charlie Chaplin who came first yeah, with Charlie. that, or Hitler? You know, uh, that's was a good was question, Hitler yeah. a fan of Charlie Chaplin? Cause <laughs> for a little more concern. We've too. gotten into Hitler territory. Yeah, we, we always do, don't we? You ruined never. that math. He, he ruined the mustache for everybody. <laughs> I should never like, have a Hitler mustache, no matter how much I wanted to, because of the little space. <laughs> like a, yeah, no matter how much cleft, I wanted cleft to. Mustache. I <laughs> there's an operation they do for people like you, and it's free. Um, <laughs> What are we talking about? Okay, we're talking oh, about shaving. The history uh, of shaving. History of shaving. Also, the Romans, another thing they did is they pretty much invented um, aftershave. They were really ahead of their really? game. And then that, that that was lost to history. And we reinvented wow. it about 100 years ago. But they were mixing like, and but I mean, their recipe was really wonky. They were like yeah. using spider webs and stuff like that. But wow. yeah, 
That's what they what, used back what, in the day. What are your thoughts on it? This is something I was like, no, that's not really a thing. It was a thing. <laughs> Spiderweb after What yeah. would that accomplish? I just stop. <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm just going to imagine there, there's a booth around here with a guy in a toga selling clamshells and spiderweb aftershave. That's actually brilliant. For, I think you guys should do that <laughs> For the year. real hipsters <laughs> yeah, in the room, you yeah. know? You want, let's take the With the real analog yeah, shaving yeah, experience. Analog shaving. I, you know, one thing that I was, uh, I've, I've read about, and I actually, have, I've tried it out a couple of times, and, and the, I've seen articles about this. What do you think about cold, cold water shaving? Like oh. there, there's been theories about how cold water shaving is actually better than hot water shaving, like all this stuff that it makes the beard stiffer so it's easier to cut. This personal preference in that and everyone's skin and, and follicles and whiskers react differently. Yeah. So for some, cold water is the way to go. For others, not so much. I mean, for me, I like a, a hot shave, but it also, you know, in the summer here in Arizona, I do like a cold water shave too. It's true. When I lived in Central America, I was, you know, flummoxed because I didn't know how to shave down there. There's no hot water. I was living in the jungle, and I was talking to someone. I was like, how do I shave? He's like, just shave. Yeah. <laughs> With the cold water? Just shave. And once I did it, I was like, oh, yeah, this isn't bad at all. Yeah. But, I mean, it does tone, uh, t- tone the skin, tighten the skin, and so it locks the hair in place. Mm. So there is that. I mean, and the hair is still going to absorb that just as much as it would hot water, yeah. uh, which will make it softer and, and fatter and easier to bite onto. So that's, our, that's just naturally happening with the, the exposure to water, whatever temperature it is. But, for, again, for me, I prefer, prefer a hot water shave. Um, but for someone who wakes up in the morning that suffers from, like, puffiness and whatnot, they might want to try a cold water shave. Because, yeah. you know, when you're puffy like that, you get the blade. Kind of, it's just not good for anybody. It'll wake you up, too. It will wake you up real fast. Uh, I wanted to ask you a little bit about uh, your 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 line, your John Frum line. We were talking oh, about man. that earlier. Yeah, speaking today. of history. There's some amazing story behind this. I've seen it on the website. And I didn't like dig into the story of it or anything, but uh, very interesting stuff. Yeah, let me get my notes here. Uh oh, he's got notes. This is how like it's serious. You don't even understand the stuff I do for sense for people. It's really, it's not. It's not even for people. It's for myself, really. So. You're but, like the Heisenberg of fragrances. Now, people say that, but I never really got into that show. I only now tried recently to watch it, so I get the references. But for a while, I was like, who is this physicist? They're talking about? I, think I, don't, I think it's really. partly the desert and the hats, you know. The, oh, really? The, yeah. I'll yeah. shoot I your next, guy, the your next website ad, and we could do, do a parody of uh, Breaking Bad. Yeah. God. God. We'll call uh, it Shaving Bad. Breaking, <laughs> breaking Bar Soap. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, so the John Frum line was a really interesting line. I really... You know, in the past, I've brought back a bunch of different scents or focused on different scents, like barbershop scents or singular scents like uh, lavender and whatnot, and tried to really create the best version of that out there and put my all into it. And so I hadn't really tackled a musk full on yet, and I wanted to like do the research on musk, and I really wanted to, uh, well, just explore it because I, I feel like people don't truly understand musk, and I think it's kind of outdated. We look at it as outdated, especially like the, the you know the kids on the street now. They don't wear a lot of musks. No. We grew up with them, typically, you know, historically as like pharmacy buys and whatnot, but we never really taken them serious. There's been some really great musks through history. I mean, it's been used in perf- perfuming forever. Um, so I wanted to really get that right. So I went back to my research on musk, but along the way, I got caught up on this John Frum myth. Uh, it's not really a myth, actually. It's 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 very true, and it's um, pseudo religious, in fact. It's based on a cargo cult out out of Papua New Guinea or an island close by, and during the, this, this is the stuff that really gets me too. It's like yeah. war history, Second World War history, yeah. but it's the stuff, it's the little subplots that no one talks about. Yeah. And uh, it's like, like High Jump 47, there's another soap we do. This, that's part of it as well. Uh, yeah. but like, that story's great. These, those are the ones that really, you know, 
excite me and, and are, I find really interesting. And so John Frum is another little little tale uh, of, of actual fact that happened during the Second World War. Um, Japan was occupying different islands out there, as we were as well. Yeah. They just left this island. We sent in a scout or a couple of scouts, the story goes, who were looking to see, you know, check out the island, see if it would be great for uh, using as a platform for taking off and refueling, so on and so forth, during the, the Battle of the South Pacific. Um, and somewhere along the way, one of the soldiers, you know, an airboy, must have introduced himself to the natives of the island as, hey, I'm John from... New Jersey. I'm John from New York. I'm John from wherever. Uh, and maybe someone tapped on the shoulder in the middle of the introduction. All the natives caught were, "Hey, I'm John from." Oh, hey, what are you? <laughs> or they just—that's all they could pick up because their English is not in, you know, they're yeah. not didn't speak English. So that stuck out to them. And what they were observing. The, I mean, imagine this now. You're like, this is not. This is beyond third world. These guys are like hunter gatherers on this island, and they're seeing these this higher society come in. Stuff is falling from the sky, supplies, cargo, yeah. magical stuff. And so they're watching, like wondering how this is done. Clearly there's something religious here or something magical going on. The gods from the sky are dropping the stuff. If we could only figure out what they're doing, they would drop stuff on us too. So yeah. they started emulating the American soldiers. They started doing, creating fake wooden guns, marching around in formation. <laughs> wow. They would build fake landing pads, fake planes even to call down cargo from above. Oh, wow. Yeah, so wow. it became the John Frum cult. And uh, it's which is still in existence, and so uh, cargo really? cults in, in general have always fascinated me because I mean it's, it's like a microcosm look at religion and how it starts. It's like your observation, yeah. like they're trying to figure out and make sense out of something, and they're totally getting it wrong. Yeah. So you got then you start looking at your own beliefs, and you're like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Do what? I believe? Where's yeah. the John from in my life? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I thought that would re- re- somehow tie that in, and so in doing all this research, I also realized they used kava kava ceremonially on this island and I was exposed to that years ago uh, I had a girlfriend that went to Fiji where Kava Kava is also drunk in the same way much like we use liquor or alcohol here in our culture they use Kava Kava which almost has like a sedative type effect and it's a, it's a plant or a root and they mash it up mix it with water there's a whole recipe ceremonially however we see it in the stores nowadays Kava Kava or just Kava as capsules or tea I used to drink it back in the day after a hard day's workout or something like that after a Henry Rollins workout and it would just really mellow me out and put me to sleep however the preparation for that versus what they're doing on the island completely different but I didn't know this so I was like well I want you know since I'm reading about this I want to check it out I have all this Kava here I gotta do something with it and um, so I, I found a recipe online ended up mashing it up mixing it with the water and you got to mash this up for like 45 minutes within the water. It creates really? a milky like solution. Okay. Yeah. So I had that going on. I actually had a traditional bowl to drink out of too that she brought me back years ago from Fiji. So I'm filling this thing up uh, and drinking it and it did taste okay. And I'm sitting on the couch in my comfort place. You know, the lights dimmed down, I'm trying to set the mood. I'm getting ready for the acid trip or whatever I was trying to do there, provoke uh, or invoke. And, um, my entire mouth went numb, throat down to my stomach, and I could not move. I had this permanent smile on my face. It's impossible to get angry on this stuff. I, really, I was trying to get angry, and I just was laughing, and, like, and I was stuck there. I could not move. Fran came home and found me in this, this state and didn't know what was going on. Um, it was awesome, but I would never do it again. After the fact, what I found out is I, I almost died. And, uh, oh, really? But during this, I was having so all these, like, you know, like, these thoughts and whatnot. It was almost like the... the the plant was putting together the scent for me, hmm. the special musk, and it really like was this magic. I really English only fails when I try to explain it, so I'm gonna do an interpretive dance that your <laughs> listening audience won't see, <laughs> yeah. well, but you guys out there will understand. We'll describe it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so 
what what turns out is the recipe I used was for eight grown men. Oh, jeez. Yeah, so I it's was... like taking a horse tranquilizer it, it or something. It pretty much was. That would numb your body. It was awesome, though. But uh, So I learned a lot about it there and ended up using Kava Kava as an, an additive to the aftershave rather than using just water, as a lot of people do. I choose to create my own hydrosols through distillation and use that to add a little more bang to your buck, really, or a little, a little more depth to the scent. And the scent, I found out, or learned after doing this, is like vetiver. And everyone's talking yeah. about vetiver nowadays. No one's talking... As far as I know, I'm the first one to ever use kava kava as a scent note or a scent ingredient in anything. And it's so close to vetiver, it's amazing. So I think this is another alternative to vetiver. That, you know, vetiver's a grass, though. It's highly sustainable, so there's no real need to find anything else. Yeah. But just so you know... Uh, Kava Kava will get you high. (laughs) No, it wasn't high. It was just, uh, I don't know what, it was like, again, it's like English. So I'm going to explain this to you in Spanish now. Or maybe I'll go back to the interpretive dance. I don't know. But so that was John Fromm in a nutshell. Was there anything else? In there? I mean, no, did that cover that all? Oh, no, I mean, yeah. That's that just... was a lot of, it was about eight months worth of my life that went, and I almost <laughs> took my life. So I, I just I mean, you almost know. joined the cult yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm, expecting, I'm expecting to go back to go to Fiji one of these days and find a cult revolving <laughs> yeah. around Doug Smythe <laughs> and yeah. the guy who took. Uh, enough kava kava to sedate to kill a horse, men. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he survived. Yeah, that happened <laughs> on I, his easy chair. Yeah, I, I, nothing stops me. Go on. <laughs> you could just go to, uh, to you know, bring them a bunch of tombstone stuff yeah, and tell them you're a white herb. <laughs> yeah, and, that, not, and then they'll start. They'll start a tombstone cult. But I mean, that's the that's the great thing about your products. Cult. Yeah, I mean that that's a like absolutely awesome thing about your products that I really appreciate is that there's like there's a story that goes with everything and it's just like it makes it so much more interesting there's just like you know there's texture it's like it's weird it's It's, like this yeah it's a universe yeah and i i I love it so uh and and that's uh i I see the t-shirt over there it sounds like you got i I, you were explaining to me the the um the uh cologne that is what is it it's like the hard cologne right oh solid cologne yeah yeah, solid cologne oh solid cologne that's now that's an interesting story right there because solid cologne for the longest time it's getting it's becoming popular right now but I've had guys emailing me and PMing me for a long time asking when I'm going to do it and I'm like solid cologne I'm like that's for housewives and little girls and hippies like (laughs) we don't do that I mean I can't the thing is that I I was just it was like snap judgment in my in my case because actually my sister did have I think came with a doll like a solid perfume years ago and I remember seeing at new age stores Solid perfumes and like these like soapstone special little jars that you rub on. So I wasn't like making fun of it. I was stating fact. And um, it's so that was my all I had. My only experience with it. I didn't have an educated opinion when it came to solid cologne. So so bad on me for really saying anything and you know about it to anyone who was actually looking for some. Hmm. Then I ended up discovering an old perfume book that I had in my collection. When I first started, I bought every book on the market and stuff, antique books, books in French, uh, uh, old apothecary books on perfuming. I wanted to learn everything about it. And I must have bought one clearly based on the title, which was Perfumes Solid or something like that. But it was the solid part was like really small underneath that. So I was just like, you know, an impulse buy, I guess, in my case. But when I saw it, I was like, ah, it's this stuff. And I just threw it, you know, put it somewhere, probably my bathroom or something like that. But I ended up discovering it recently. And after having everyone approach me for such a long time asking about it, I uh, was like, well, I should probably break that thing open. I put it on my bed to read that night, and I did, and it sucked me right in. The history of solid perfume and perfuming is like, it's neck and neck. I mean, it comes out of the same school. I mean, it goes back to the Egyptians. Whoa. Yeah, it's, and they would wear the solid clunk as a cone on their head all day under this, like, hat, and it would melt, dissolve, and... Uh, 
you know, just uh, not in bomb, but uh, you know, when anoint, if you anoint, will, yes, yeah. but in the some, in the you know, in the desert sun, yeah, and really coat them. So I mean, the history is, is there. There's a lot more history than what I just described, and a lot less weird. But um, it's just magical stuff, and really, again, deep, really interesting. And interesting in a way, and I'm going to relate this to back to Wyatt Earp. The Wyatt Earp story is great. It's probably fictional, but his wife's story, Josie. If you ever get a chance, Wikipedia her. Her story oh. is fascinating, and she's the one who should have a movie written about her. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, because yeah, she was like, she came from a really wealthy family. Maybe. Like, or she was a <laughs> prostitute. Oh, okay. Yeah, who made, and made all that stuff up. They pretty much wrote their own story because they were living in Hollywood towards the, uh, towards the end of his okay. life. And she wrote Got his it. book, the first book yeah. on Wider. But yeah, she could have been. There's two people with similar names around the same time. One was working in a bordello, and one was an actress. So I don't know. I mean, like, and no one knows, but her. So the story is like these two people. It's intermingling, and like, it's really, it's a fascinating read. And it's on Wikipedia, yeah. but someone needs to like do her movie. Oh so yeah, there's someone out there. Yeah. Challenge, challenge. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Josie Europe, do it, people. <laughs> All right, we're coming uh, to the end of our. We've got a. Was we got a competition coming up? Soon yeah, we have the sec- big shave best wherever Matt right. Sarsik is. So we're gonna go take a quick break, and we'll finish off the rest of the show over there in the booth, and uh, come by and uh, say hi to us. Uh, we're gonna do some interviews all day. We'd love to talk to you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Hey, this part of the show is brought to you by Phoenix Shaving. If you like to shave. And you are a man or a woman. I mean, some some women are hairy. That's all right. That's okay. No judgment. But if you, uh, you're a guy that likes to shave and appreciates the finer things in life, go to gentlemanscofflaw.com slash shave. Um, that link helps support the show. And you could check out some of Douglas Smythe's amazing shaving soaps, aftershave colognes. You'll be blown away at all the stuff he has. Sense for days. He is like the Walter White of artisan soap making. He's got this lab basically there in in Phoenix, Arizona where he uh, creates his soaps and and he cures them. It's an independent business. You're not giving your money to all those guys that are ripping everybody off with razors. Right now you can get some wet shaving starter packs. So it has everything you need to get started wet shaving. You know, you can get a sets that have the safety razor, the brush, the soap, the aftershave, tons of great scents to pick from. I've mentioned before, one of my favorites is Tombstone. Also, they have Sundown, which is like a classic barbershop scent. Um, they've got uh, Cavendish, which smells like, like pipe tobacco, which is amazing. I tell you, I've been using this stuff, and I don't get any razor burn or razor bumps anymore this stuff is amazing especially the aftershave it just removes all irritation bumps redness it's like i've never looked so dapper in my life and that's thanks to phoenix shaving so go to gentlemanscofflaw.com shave and stop being a slave to the cartridge razor shave all right um that was uh, it's always fun having Douglas on. Uh, oh yeah, he's a he's a regular staple here at the Gentleman Scofflaw podcast. Yeah, we had to. We also had to kind of wrap things up uh, because there was a big uh, little sh- like a big like shaving competition. Yep. It did like quality of lather, speed, all sorts of crazy stuff. Yeah, you know, it's like I, I've always thought about joining one of those like competitions up there of shaving shaving yourself like really fast, but. I just know I'm going to like cut myself horribly 
and it's just not <laughs> it's not going to end well for anybody. Well, ironically, before we came out here, I was getting ready. I was a little, I was like in a hurry, and I started. I shaved myself too fast, and right before coming to a shaving convention, I got the biggest cut I've ever gotten shaving. Yep. yep. But you know what? You know what? You know what? what happened? What happened? I had a Phoenix shaving alum block that I rubbed uh, on my neck and stopped the bleeding. Stopped right away. Typically, I just stick a knife in the fire and then just, you know, cauterize the wound as fast <laughs> as I can. <laughs> um, speaking of, of which, uh, you know, now it's time to announce the giveaway of our last uh, our last uh, last month's contest or Ooh. last week's contest. Um, uh, they are winning a Vloyd aftershave. Vloyd. Which will be a lot of fun and it smells great. Um, all right, uh, let's get a little bit of a drum roll there. Oh, there we go. We got the. That's we, we, got a, we, got, we got the actual sound effect this That's time. That's amazing. You right. seem surprised. You, <laughs> you put it in there. And, and the winner is Doug Dot Richardson thirteen oh, on Instagram. I thought you were say Doug Smythe. I was like <laughs> Douglas wow, Smythe. This is, this is rigged. We're giving this back to you. It's a rigged game. <laughs> it's rigged. Um, yeah. So that's uh, coming out to you. Keep an eye out for a direct message from us on Instagram. And uh, this month. We're giving away, actually, we're going to give it, this is this week we're giving it away because it's a big Shave West giveaway. You can actually enter on Instagram and through joining our mailing list live here at the Big Shave West. Oh, yeah. Southwest. Um, and we're giving away a Cavendish aftershave cologne and soap combination. One of the classics, one I, would, the classics. I would say. Cavendish is one of the first ones I was introduced to. Yeah, and it's like it's got a kind of, you know, pipe smoke kind of sweet tobacco kind of smell, which yes. is... Which is nice, because sometimes I want to smell... Like, I like the smell of pipe smoke, but I can't have it just in my apartment, because right. once it goes stale, it just smells like smoke. Right, right, this right, This is the right. way you can have it on you all day, and it yeah. still smells smell nice. Uh, um, so if you want to do that, uh, go ahead to our Instagram profile, instagram.com slash Jen Scofflaw, with details on how to win. Um, we actually got to post that up now. We got to post that picture up because people are going to join here, at the, yeah. even at this convention. So yep. let's get that up there in the next few minutes. And uh, how else can people support the show, uh, Donovan? Well, they can follow us on uh, various social media platforms. They can uh, they can go to our website and check out our merch, yeah. which is always uh, you know a delight. We have beer koozies now. Beer koozies, we do. They're pretty cool. You, you, you always take for granted what a beer koozie can can do for your for your drinking make life. or break your evening. Yeah, really. exactly. So, or your afternoon. Hopefully exactly. not your morning, but well, for us, it's always the afternoon, afternoon. Or evening. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> uh, you can also uh, check us out on Patreon and yeah. uh, look for additional content posted there, and just yeah. Also, check it out. Another way to support the show, if they want to get any of the products we were talking about with Doug Douglas, yep. they can go to gentlemanscofflaw.com slash shave. It'll take you to um, an affiliate link that helps support our show, and you also get to support Douglas, who's yep. uh, got an amazing company, amazing products. Get yourself some of that John Frum. John Frum. Join what? the John Frum cult. What an absolute legend. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, you are a gentleman in a scofflaw, my friend. And you as well, Jordan. You guys have a great week. This has been the Gentleman Scofflaw Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher. Visit us on the interwebs at gentlemanscofflaw.com.
captain says, it's ice on the river, we ain't getting home if we don't break through. So damn cold, I can't help but shiver. Rise and shine, we got work to do. Hey!